Hello and welcome to the Mike Harris Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Harris. Just want to thank everyone for listening in. Also wanted to thank everyone for feedback, for encouragement with getting the podcast done. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for encouraging me in the direction of putting the podcast out on a regular basis like I said I was going to. The nice thing about actually doing something and not just uh, putting theories together is that you get to see through practical application how you can get better and how you can make adjustments in order to be able to do things more effectively and more efficiently. So I do plan on putting the podcast out on a more regular basis. Uh, Please bear with me. And once again, thank you for your support. Jumping into the topic for the day, um, I wanted to address something that, you know, it's, it's in the news right now. And my thing is, I don't want this to be a podcast where I'm just pulling up news topics and going through news topics. But while we're talking about things that are relevant, I want to talk about how we can use them to grow. Right. So I want, I want to just talk about things and, you know, tragedies and um, all of those, the negative stuff. But I want us to take, be able to take a different look at it and figure out how it is that we grow from the thing. So, of course, everybody knows right now in the news or if you listen to this later on in the news, uh, Aisha Curry, her comments are really big right now. So some of the comments that she was saying and, you know, she she mentioned while she was doing the interview was talking about how while she's not looking for male attention, that because of the attention that her husband gets from females, sometimes she wonders about why she doesn't get the same kind of attention from men. And there's some insecurities and she'll she'll wonder if there's something wrong with her. Please, I would urge you to go back and, and watch the interview. Uh, at least watch that segment in its entirety because I am going to butcher it. But I'm going to make sure that I stick to as many of the facts as possible. So here's my thing. I want to give my my perspective on this and I want to come from a few different perspectives. I like to come from the perspective of a woman. Uh, I want to be able to come from perspective of a husband. And I know you're asking, how am I going to come from the perspective of a woman? So I want to give a big shout out to my friend, Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine and I went to school together and Jasmine is currently a therapist. Jasmine runs an organization is called Wonderful Effect. You can find it at wonderfuleffect.com. She can be reached at wonderful.effect, excuse me, wonderfuleffect at yahoo.com. So if you go check out the the website, I think it's a wonderful thing that she's doing. The entire website and this entire organization is built around women empowerment. And I love that because I think that women deal with a lot of different things, right? There's a lot of different issues, especially as you transition through the different phases of life. Um, You know, just even with having children, I I won't even say just, I don't mean to say just, I'm not trying to belittle anything, please y'all don't get me. But with something that simple that we think of sometimes as men we think of having kids is almost a, a pretty straightforward thing right you do to do the baby gets cooked baby comes we take care of the baby but i didn't realize until i went to, through the process with my wife and i don't think i still don't really realize fully the changes and the ways that it affects women period 
it affects your bodies, your minds, your hormones. I mean, all these different things. So with that and what's just some of the, the issues that women face in general, I think what she's doing is wonderful. And I would encourage uh, any women to go check out the websites. Fellas, I would encourage you to send the website to your wives or to uh, women in your life so they can have somewhere, another outlet that's positive and it's uplifting. And it's a community that's able to come together and celebrate women. Talk about challenges that women have and how you overcome those challenges. And because I'm big on practical application, I love what she's doing in the sense that it's not just feel good. It's coming from a professional therapist's perspective on what you can do to actually get better. So I love that. Jumping in, I know the whole thing with Aisha's comments and, you know, you have to be under a rock to not have heard what was going on. Um, you know, first and foremost, I just want to say that, we, man, we, we really got to stop condemning people for them telling the truth telling the truth about you know where they are and how they feel we can't act like you know we're also holier than thou and you know just also mighty we've all been in down places some of us are in down places now some of us have been in down places we gotten up and we forget of where we've been but we have to be able to acknowledge people for one just telling the truth for being truthful and honest about their mindset what they're thinking what their perspective is on the thing and i'm not saying that we just celebrate ignorance or you know anything that's the crazy stuff but if somebody tells you that they're at a certain place let's not judge them let's at least give them acknowledgement for being able to be truthful about it because really the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people out there that they just can't be truthful they're in that place or in those places and because of pressures from, you know, family or friends or uh, relationships or um, organizational structures, business pressures, all these different things, they're not truthful about where they are. So the fact that somebody can come out and be honest, we have to celebrate that period. Right. I had an opportunity to speak with Jasmine in regards to the topic and we had a good conversation and we went back and forth on um, just different perspectives and things that we thought. And, you know, I was able to get her um, her professional perspective on the subject. And one of the biggest things that she she said that really just resonated with me is that women, when they go through a lot, a lot of changes like uh, Aisha, I mean, she's had three babies. Right. Uh when they go through these different changes, different phases, one of the things that happens is that we or people or women uh, lose identity. And I think that's the truth. I mean, I think it's true for men also, not to the same degree, but I can see and I can understand. And it, it, it began to help me to empathize uh, even more with her to be able to say, OK, you, you've lost your identity. You know, I think the largest comment, the largest thing that she said about not being secure or feeling some kind of insecurity about men not trying to get at her the same way that women try to get at her husband. I'm like, wow, I I didn't look at it in the sense that you might have identified as being a woman that men tried to get at. 
And then, you know, you go through these different phases, whether it's marriage or whether it's children and you don't see that happen as much. And because you're used to that happening, you're used to that acknowledgement in that way. And when you stop getting it, it can almost make you question like, whoa, hold on, what's going on? This is supposed to be my norm. Why am I not getting this same acknowledgement on this same level? It can almost feel like it doesn't make sense. I think it can almost make you feel like you're not who you used to be or you're not who you identify yourself as. And I get it. I, I, I mean, as a man, I think as somebody that's transitioned in a few different areas in his life, whether it be being a husband or being a father, um, there's a there's somewhat of a loss of identity as well because you know the way that they told us to identify ourselves back in the day you know the 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 uh men that teach you different things but they never been taught anything they taught us to identify ourselves with you know essentially how many women can you conquer and just all different things like that you know with being uh you know tough or being um rugged or whatever whatever these things are right they taught us to identify ourselves as that so one of the transitions for a man, and I can speak from experience of, you know, switching over to being uh, one in a, a, a monogamous relationship and being married to one person, a, a committed relationship. Right. It's not just not just monogamous, but committed long term forever. Right. Kind of commitment. There's a loss of identity because what they told us to identify ourselves as and how we ranked ourselves and, you know, from an ego standpoint, that it wasn't the truth, right? It wasn't a great way to to us for us to look at ourselves and find value in us. So the fact that, you know, one, we're not doing that anymore um, and even past that, even just the conquering, even just like how many women can you get, period? How many women can you go out and get the attention of? Right. Or uh, we'll dive in deeper and we play games and say, great. You know, what's the one that you think that you can't get? Can you get her? And if you can get her, then, you know, you the man. Or if we're even looking at it and we say sports, right? We identify ourselves with what we're able to do physically, right? How we're able to dominate in a, in a particular sport or how we're able to dominate in whatever kind of arena. And as time goes on, those things become less important in your life. And you're not able to do the same things that you were able to do in those particular arenas. I found myself just saying sometimes like, man, I just don't feel like me right now. You know, and specifically from a performance standpoint i mean don't get me wrong i'm not saying that i i don't care about uh the way i look at all but for me it's just not a it's not a huge driver for me what i care about is performance i care about the way that i'm able to do something right so if i was able to uh, at one point in high school i could dunk 11 grade after track season i was in tip-top shape best shape i've ever been in my life and i could dunk right i was a good basketball player years later down the line i'm like i can't move the same way i'm nowhere close to even being able to get above the rim like or anything like that so i look at it and when i go out to go play i get frustrated my i'll come back and my wife will be like well why are you getting frustrated you don't practice and you're not playing ball like that anymore and i had to explain to us that i 
the way that I identified myself back in the day, I still somewhat hold on to the identity. And because I haven't looked at it, analyzed it, and worked on actually changing it and giving myself rules by which I can play and win the game, I still get frustrated because I'm comparing myself to the wrong thing. I'm comparing myself to where I used to be instead of where I am now. And just being happy or being uh, at least satisfied about where I'm at, I constantly keep looking back. And we know what happens when you keep looking back, right? You can't move forward effectively while while you continue to keep moving or looking backwards. So I get it. The loss of identity, I can only imagine how huge of a thing that is for you know, someone to say, great, I dropped my last name. This is the name I've been writing forever. I don't even know what Aisha's, you know, name was before that, but now it's Curry. So you change your name and now your titles have changed also. Not only are you, you know, mom and, and whatnot, but you're Steph Curry's wife. And this is a mega star. This is somebody who is one of the biggest stars in the world. Right. He can go anywhere to any country and people know who he is because the NBA is international and he is, you know, the greatest shooter of all time. Right. Already. We already know this. So you're not being identified as you. You're being identified as an extension of him. And if you were someone that was that were independent previously, then I can understand how. All these things can culminate and can make you start to lose your identity and you start to look for different ways to be able to gain that identity. One thing that I excuse me, one thing that Jasmine said that I thought was phenomenal is that she said that, you know, from a a therapist standpoint, people are just looking right shallowly at the at the top. Right. People aren't really diving in deeper and looking into the deeper thing, the deeper issue. And she was saying she would love to have her in her office and be able to speak with her. And I agree. I thought that would be that would be phenomenal to, you know, be able to be a fly on the wall. I can't help. I can't assist in any way. Like, I'm, I'm not, you know, that. But to be able to get that understanding of where she is, because I think she's in a place where a lot of women get to. And a lot of women have expressed that women get there and they get there often especially around, you know, those times in their lives. So if we understood that, I think that we could do a better job with not condemning somebody and not just judging somebody too quickly when we understand that there's something deeper that's actually going on, right? Maybe just like I mentioned previously, it's identity crisis. Maybe it's something else. We don't know. But if we can do that, that helps us to be able to show that empathy and show that grace and understand that the problem isn't what it is that we see. What we see is a symptom of a deeper problem. You know, Jasmine really helped me out because as a man, I have a tendency to listen to what's right in front of me. Right. I listen to what it is that you, you're telling me. So if you tell me this, then that's what I heard. And if you tell me that, then that's what I heard. I thought it was great that she pointed out that people are listening to what she's saying, but they're not listening to what she's not saying. And that's the thing that we have to do a better job with us as men. I know myself as a man, I definitely have to do a better job of understanding that there's things that are not being said that are being said by not being said. Right. It's 
it seems confusing to me it it's not optimal it's not straightforward um so it's kind of tough for me to be able to understand it but when she said that that made me question myself uh, and and really ask to say man you know what 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 does my wife say to me that she's not actually saying to me what is what am, is my wife telling me by what she's not saying so i think when we do a better job of listening and looking in between the lines we can understand that once again there's a deeper thing going on now switching perspectives if i'm if i'm being honest right i think the first thing that kicked in for me when i heard it was you know my husband ears and for me the perspective that i was i immediately got was a little bit different i heard it from a husband's perspective and you know from a husband's perspective i think you can hear that and say what do you mean like what your husband tells you should be all you need right what your significant other is telling you should be the only thing that you need to be able to hear to know and then be able to move forward their opinion is the only one that should matter all these other like other random guys shouldn't feed any sense of uh you know security for you in the way that it is that you look i should be the one that feeds that if i'm being honest i think you know if other husbands or guys period are being honest i think that's how we think a lot of times and i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm saying that that's how we think we'll look at it and say well look you know there shouldn't be another person's opinion who has that much bearing on you right if women are being honest i think that women would say look another woman's opinion of you shouldn't have that much bearing going you and it shouldn't have more effect on you than my opinion has and i think that's the truth i think that while somebody else's opinion outside of your marriage can affect you one way or the other it can kind of push you a little bit here or a little bit there ultimately the person that you're in relationship with right your spouse that you're in relationship with that should be the thing that pushes you in one direction right that i believe that that should be the thing where you draw the affirmation so here's my thing and you know i use the analogy of of drugs but i'm not of course not using drugs by any means so i think about it and say well you know what do you get high off of and this is in no way shape or form to condemn anybody but i think we have to be careful about what we get high off of because the same thing that i get us high will get us low here's what i mean so when we start talking about affirmation if the affirmation of outside people will get you high then when you don't have it you'll get low we can use social media as an example it's the thing of when people post something and they get likes and that gets them high when they post something they don't get likes that can get them low so i think we have to be careful about what it is that we allow to penetrate us right and allow to affect us one way or the other now of course what your spouse tells you is going to affect you in large part and i'm not saying that what outside people say or you know uh do or whatever that that it doesn't affect you in any way i think we all want to be accepted we all want to be acknowledged uh myself you know i don't really get down with the acknowledgement of uh, the physical attributes i mean don't get me wrong i think that's nice to be acknowledged like that but 
you know, my drug of choice is the acknowledgement of accomplishments, right? Acknowledgement of what I'm capable of, acknowledgement of who I am. That speaks to me on a whole different level than somebody necessarily acknowledging me on, you know, physical attributes or the way that I look. I, I think about the way I look a lot of times. I'm like, cool, you know, being in the physical fitness uh, realm, I know I can change the way that my body looks quickly if I want to make those changes, right? If I want to make the sacrifices and put in the work that it takes in order to look a certain way, then I can do that. What I can't, the, the way that my face looks, what I can't do is change that. And I didn't affect it at all. I might have, you know, chose to get a haircut or, you know, shave or something like that. But to, so for me, that's not a big thing. But I know that based on the drug, my drug of choice, I have to be careful to not take that in too much when people give it to me. Because if people give me that when I'm not getting that, then I'll get low. Right. I get it. I get high. When I don't have it anymore, I get low. So I think that we just have to be careful about the drug it is that we choose. Now, once again, it's no condemnation, but I think we have to be able to identify it and really ask yourself, what's your drug of choice? What gets you high? Should that be getting you high? If you don't get it, is it going to get you low? Right. The, the thing about it is that we have to define the game and rules. It is that we can win. But if we, we love to identify games or define games by rules that are almost impossible to win and impossible to be consistent with from a faith standpoint, we talk about it just like, great. You know, are you you're loved by God, period? Not you do good things. So God loves you because if you do good things and God loves you, that means that when you don't do good things, then God doesn't love you. And that's just not the truth. God loves you regardless of what you do, period. So when you understand that, it pushes you to do good things. You'll 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 do those things when you just understand that you just have the love, period. And it creates a consistency in your perception of understanding that you are loved. So I think that we all have to find out what our areas are and just be able to say, great, this is who I am and establish in this area. And my drug was my drug of choice in this and be cognizant about who you take it from. Here's my biggest thing. And my biggest issue from a husband perspective is that I don't want anybody else to be able to speak to my wife's heart like that. Right. To, to be able to make her feel beautiful and make her feel, um, you know, desired and all those different things. To be honest, I think for, for men, for a lot of men, it speaks to our insecurity because it starts to feel like, OK, great. Who is this other person that has this ability to be able to affect you in this way? And once again, I'm not saying that this is right or wrong. I'm just giving a different perspective on it. I think down the road and the road to recovery for all of us in whatever our areas are is to be able to establish who we are in those areas, to establish a consistency of who we are in the area and establish a consistency of rules by which we can win the game. So what does that look like? I think that in different areas, it looks like um, if we're talking performance. 
if we're looking at it and we say, great, from a performance standpoint, this is who I am. I'm not a, a good athlete because I do better and better. I'm a good athlete because I put my best foot forward and I give it, you know, the, the best effort that I can. Maybe that's one of the things that you take and you redefine the game with. Um, if we're talking about physical attributes, maybe you just say, look, I'm beautiful, period. Regardless of who says it or who doesn't, establish that you are. And then when somebody else says something to you, it's extra. It's not speaking to a deficit that you may have. It's just speaking to labeled as excess more than anything else. I remember speaking to my wife and, you know, I tell her like, man, I just don't feel like a good, good husband or a good dad. And she would tell me, like, you're a good husband, you're a good dad. Just you are, period. Stop feeling like that. And I realized for me in some areas, the reason I would feel like that is because I define myself as being a good husband and a good dad by what it was that I did, what it was that I was able to provide, right? And that's the world. If I can't give you everything it is that you want when you want it, I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good dad. So I had to go back and redefine the way that I define myself in that particular area and say, look, I'm a good husband. I'm a good dad. I wake up and I serve my family, period. That's my staple of whether or not I did a good job today. Like, did I serve my family? Did I serve the people it is that I love? That's how I define my game and that's how I'm able to win my game because I have to continuously put that definition in rather than having definitions and having rules that are just so outrageous nobody else could ever reach them. So wrapping up, here's the thing that we all just have to remember. We don't know, right? I think that too many people come from a perspective of they know everything. And I believe that the more that you learn, the more that you get to know, the more you realize that you don't know. We have to be able to come from a perspective to understand that, look, we don't know exactly what she meant, right? We don't know exactly what the situation is. We don't know what's going on in people's households. And I think that we have to extend that to everyone. And that, be, that allows us to be able to create a level of grace and a level of empathy that we give people because we understand that, look, we don't know everything. There's more information out there. You don't, what you have is not the totality of the information it is that's out there. We only have a perspective of it. We don't know. So us not knowing, we need to be able to give people grace and we need to be able to empathize with people. My number one issue is that, you know, while well, I say from a personal standpoint, outside of just people understanding that or not understanding that they don't know, is that we got to encourage people to get better, right? Anytime that I believe that anytime we're looking for something outside of the place that it is that we're supposed to be getting it, you start playing with fire, right? And it, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be in that place. It's not okay to stay in that place. That's my only thing. If we're, if you're going to say that it's okay for somebody to not be okay, then let's acknowledge that. Let's encourage them to getting too okay. And of course, that's in their own timing. 
that's in their own way. Everybody's going to have to determine for themselves what it is that they need in order to be able to get there. But we can't just sit back and make it okay to not be on the road to being okay at some point in time. Everybody's own timing, everybody's own way. Let's encourage them into the right direction, but let's not encourage someone to stay somewhere and just play with fire. If you made it this far, I just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found this helpful, please take this pass along to someone else that you think that it can help. Thank you. Take care.